Welcome to season one of the Chris Hanna Show, where we're going all in on how to improve your performance, your productivity, and your impact. Today's podcast is brought to you by my website, chrishanna.ca. There you're going to find blogs, ebooks, and coaching solutions on how to assist you with achieving your goals. You'll also find a description of some of my recent speaking topics that are currently offered. For all that and more, visit chrishanna.ca today. Welcome to the Chris Hanna Show. Today we're talking about the ABCs of success, being authentic, bold, and confident. In life, we all face tough choices and situations. You're going to be tested. Often you'll find yourself being watched to see how you handle what comes your way. Whether you know it or not, everyone is watching, especially when you're a leader. With all eyes on you, watching everything that you do or you don't do, your perception will determine your fate. One thing that's obvious to everyone watching you is whether you are being authentic and genuine. So what does your being authentic mean? Why does it matter? Well, trust is the foundation of all relationships. And if people are unsure of your intentions, they're going to question whether or not what you say and do is actually on the level, if it's legit or not. You know, do you follow your own advice or do you deviate and you go rogue? If you're fake and you don't support something, yet you pretend to do so, you run the risk of being perceived as maybe a hypocrite. So what if you are not authentic with yourself? Sometimes we question ourselves. We often wonder which path to take and which decision ultimately to make. Now some of us wonder if we're imposters, kind of portraying a role that no longer represents who we are. I've had incredible periods of self-doubt throughout my career. Unsure of whether I'm making the right decision, it's not a fun place to be. Furthermore, I've been in roles previously where I had to act a certain way in order to fit in with the organization. Trying to work somewhere and fit in and not being yourself leaves somebody feeling burnt out and exhausted. I've been there before and it's, it's quite an unfortunate you know, set of feelings. But too many people really try to focus on improving their weaknesses instead of trying to operate in their zone of strength. For those who are authentic, They know their strengths and their weaknesses, and they choose to leverage their talents whenever possible. To be authentic and to be yourself, you need to know what you're great at and maximize that skill. If you're good at something, you're most likely going to be passionate about it too. When you're actually in your zone of strength, everything will slow down for you. You start to see things that others might miss. Like in sports, you know, a lot of our most celebrated athletes see the game at an entirely different speed than those who are less skilled. If you know your strengths and you're ultimately real with yourself, you're authentic, you will achieve more than you thought possible. Doing so is going to lead to tremendous results. You know, when you're in school or in your career, whenever you're doing something that you absolutely hate doing, you're probably going to drag your feet and put in a little bit less effort. As I want to be happy with whatever I do, I aim to do things that I authentically enjoy, and I either eliminate or I delegate all the rest. If you can do that, you can work when, where, and how you want to be most successful in making whatever you're after happen. But nothing sucks more than pretending to be someone you're not. Ultimately, you need to be you. Be authentic and leverage your strengths. You know, drop everything else and you will become the type of person that you can live with at the end of each day. There are going to be people who don't appreciate your confidence Maybe your direct approach or your skills. And that's okay. 
You can't please everyone. And ultimately, nor should you. But you can be yourself. And it's going to take being honest with your team, your organization, and those around you about your preferences and approach. As best you can, you want to avoid being fake. Far too often, people come to work pretending that it's Halloween, wearing a costume, displaying certain behaviors, faking happiness, speaking specific ways, using corporate jargon, only to return home at the end of the day exhausted. If you can find a position in an organization and ultimately culture where you can be yourself and authentic, that is what's going to make the difference. The second key to really being successful, and that is you need to go all in and be bold. If you really want to take your career to that next level, enter into any action with a level of boldness. Come up with game-changing ideas that can generally move the needle and make a difference. You know, whenever you play it safe, it's quite tedious, and it does tend to yield the same boring results that leaves everyone unengaged, uninspired, and ultimately looking for more. Those who can make an impact are doing so because they are bold. Now, I remember one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received from a previous senior leader was that I should always be looking for ways to eliminate my job. Now, of course, he wasn't advocating that I should try and enter the unemployment line. What he was actually suggesting is that I should look to introduce new ways to accomplish results so that things never go stale. You know, I should focus on trying to come up with goals to inspire team members to break free of complacency, recognizing that there's going to be pockets of resistance. You're going to find that there are some people who are just too scared to risk any semblance of stability. There are going to be people who are against your ideas. Some people are just too scared to rock the boat or do anything that requires a little bit of additional effort. You might be able to try and influence them, but you are going to run into resistance sometimes when you are trying to be bold. There are some people that I know I've come across in my career who suffer from analysis paralysis. They're afraid to decide, or they want to discuss improvement opportunities for months on end. Sometimes you just need to move past them, or work around them. But doing something half-assed never usually leads to results that are outstanding. One foot in the door and one foot out often leads to a level of indecisiveness and frustration for you and for anyone else that's with you on the journey. You're not always going to win. Sometimes you will try something bold and it will fail. But that's okay. Because if you learn from the failures, occasionally fantastic opportunities will come your way that you never thought possible. I once applied to speak at a conference and I put in hours of work into my proposal. Instead of doing the bare minimum, I included a full copy of the slides I would share. I was so confident that I'd be selected to speak. Instead, it didn't work out. I failed to be chosen. Unsure of where to go next, I was admittedly disappointed at being rejected. Now because I was bold and I provided way more than others, someone who viewed my work reached out and provided me with another opportunity to contribute. From there, I was able to regularly write, contribute, and speak to a different audience, opening up even more opportunities for me personally and professionally. Actually, the best projects and opportunities I've ever experienced in my career have happened because I was bold enough to push for them. Sometimes what I wanted to go after took longer than I initially thought it was going to take, but the result was so game-changing that I can't help but be happy. Other times, my boldness has led to opportunities to chase my dreams 
and other areas I didn't think I was ready for or given the chance, but I ultimately welcomed them. Whenever you can be yourself and be authentic in making decisions and choosing your own path, you are going to be able to achieve tremendous results. The key to success is not only just being authentic and going all in and being bold, but there's one last piece to it, and that is confidence. Confidence is vital. Unfortunately, though, being confident can rub some people the wrong way, creating both perception issues that's maybe unintended. Even worse, some people see confidence as threatening or a source of envy, and that can create unnecessary drama for yourself. You know, we all do need some level of confidence in ourselves, in our leaders. Speaking from a leadership perspective, people are naturally drawn to confident leaders. They tend to be more charismatic, compelling, and influential. The confident leader is also someone who is usually a bit more extroverted too, but they don't have to be. Confidence is often associated with competence and skill. The more competent one is with a specific talent, the more confident they will be. If given the opportunity between choosing a confident surgeon or someone unsure of their abilities, any sane person would definitely take the confident surgeon. Most organizations want to ensure that they have leaders who are confident in leading their teams and critical projects. Less experienced employees are often paired up with confident leaders, expected to share their knowledge, while also knocking down barriers to success. Employees really don't want to work with somebody who questions themselves or is unsure of what to do. I've personally worked for some of these leaders before, and it's incredibly painful when you have somebody who's just not confident in their abilities. In terms of public speaking, a lack of confidence communicating really can erode the credibility of any presenter too. Since influencing others relies so much on sharing info and presenting, a confident communicator will persuade others to act compared to those who are less confident. But as I mentioned earlier, there are drawbacks of being a confident person. You know, the percentage of confident versus unconfident people, it varies greatly depending on the industry and the organization. Confident people can sometimes rub others the wrong way, speaking up in team meetings or sharing opinions and driving ongoing change forward can come across as imposing one's will on those who are quieter. Sometimes a confident person is seen as steamrolling others and pushing their ideas forward. Fortunately, this is often due to their counterparts failing to speak up or even taking the time or effort to share their own opinion. But there are times where, and I've seen this before personally and experienced this, two equally confident people can butt heads. You know, everyone's out there competing, right? They're competing for time, resources, attention. You know, both people might know what they want and they need, but it can sometimes lead to an all-out war. It's often unintended, but it's a casualty of both a collective level of passion and enthusiasm. For those people who are less confident, they might feel that someone with a high level of confidence has too much energy for them. Struggling to relate to some, the ambition and the motivation of confident leaders can also lead to them having higher expectations that some people really struggle to meet. As I said earlier, confidence can be one of those things that can lead to perception issues as well. You know, some people might equate confidence with a level of arrogance or being cocky. These are subjective terms that really are a matter of perspective and vary greatly depending on the person. But you have to be mindful if you are confident. If the wrong person perceives you as cocky or arrogant, 
it could be dangerous. You know, I'm personally someone who is confident. I know what I am good at, and I try not to pretend to do something or to be an expert in some area that I'm not really skilled or confident in. If I'm wrong, I'll learn from the mistakes made. You know, for me, confidence can come from a variety of sources, but I think there's two areas that contribute the most to it, and that is experience and mindset. The more experienced someone is in terms of their specific talents, the more confident ultimately they're going to be. If I spend years, say, building, managing, leading teams to achieve outstanding results, I'm going to be more confident than someone who's never done it before. In terms of my mindset, if I'm someone who's open to new possibilities and willing to learn from mistakes instead of dwelling on them and being crushed, odds are I'm probably going to be more confident. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to make sure that people are looking at challenges as opportunities for improvement instead of seeing them as enormous obstacles. So really, to achieve success, there are three points to remember. If you want to set yourself up for success, you need to be authentic, bold, and confident. You've been listening to The Chris Hanna Show. To have me speak at your next event, or for additional solutions to help you achieve more than you thought possible, visit chrishanna.ca today. For other solutions and resources designed to help companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing, be sure to check out evolvingmanagement.com. Lastly, please remember to subscribe and share to receive the latest episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. We look forward to connecting with you again soon for another episode of The Chris Hanna Show.